In light of what we saw earlier about the basis for Christian conduct, it bears emphasizing that the fruitful vine woman is a woman of noble character. That's Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. What she did was a consequence of her commitment to and relationship with God. Her deep reverence for God had produced within her a nobility of character, which then expressed itself in the exemplary attitudes and actions described in Proverbs chapter 31. She is unselfish, generous, and caring. She is concerned for her family, for those who may work for her, and for the poor and needy. She is disciplined. She can get up early in the morning or work into the night if need be. She watches her diet and engages in enough physical activity to keep herself physically fit. Her arms are strong. Read the passage. She is contented and confident. She enjoys what she's doing. She can reflect on what she's done and sense that her gain is good. She is not so obsessed with her work that she doesn't have time to sit down and benefit from the fruits of her labors. She is able to put her arms around her children and listen to them. I suspect she is the kind of woman who even plays with them. This woman knows how to smile and laugh. She is hopeful and positive in her outlook on the future. She is a fun person to be with. She can hang loose, work hard, and trust God. She likes people and wants to communicate with others in an encouraging way. She opens her mouth, Proverbs 31 says, with wisdom and the law of kindness. Kindness is a law for her. It's on her lips. And so her speech is kind, encouraging, and delightful. Some things in the passage, Proverbs 31, suggest that this woman may not have been especially charming, radiant, or naturally beautiful. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, says Proverbs chapter 31, verse 30. Nevertheless, she was beautiful in the most important sense, in her inner character and conduct. That's what made her a powerful influence in her home, among God's people, and in her world. She was a fruitful vine. This woman points the way for all Christian married women. She had established four priorities in her life, and they're still relevant for women today. Number one was her relationship with God. Number two was her ministry to her family. And number three was her development of godly character. And number four was her expression of godly conduct toward other people in and out of the home.
keep these four overlapping priorities in your life, ladies, and you too will be a fruitful vine person. Your life will make an impact on your family, the church, and society. Sally had to learn this, and by God's grace she did. May God in his grace help you to do the same. And so I would encourage you, if you don't already have the book, to get the book, Your Family, God's Way. And notice the assignments that are found in this chapter on the fruitful wife in the home. It tells you what to do. And you have assignments that you're to do individually. And then discuss your answers to the questions with your mate or with your study group. Reflect on, or if necessary, review this chapter and answer the following questions. Or go back over the podcast and answer the following questions. How did Sally attempt to resolve her problems? How successful was she? Question two, how did she attempt to resolve her problems? How successful was she? Question three, how does Psalm 128 describe the wife and mother in God's kind of family? Question four, what does the vine simile suggest about the wife and mother? What does the word fruitful suggest about the woman's role and responsibility in the family? And then question five, what does Genesis chapter two, verse 18 teach about the woman's role in the family? And then the next question would be, answer it, review the podcast or look at the book your family God's way, especially the section on the wife and the mother, and answer the question, how did she attempt originally to resolve her problems of depression, discouragement, a sense of worthlessness? How successful was she? And then look again at Psalm 128 as it describes the wife and mother in God's kind of family. Answer the question, what does the vine simile suggest about the wife and mother? What does the word suggest, fruitful, suggest? It says that she's a fruitful vine. What does that suggest about the woman's role and responsibility in the family? And the next question, what does Genesis 2.18 teach about the woman's role in the family. It says it's not good for the husband to dwell alone and he needs a helper and the helper that he's to receive is his wife. What kinds of fruit, according to Galatians 5, and 23 and Psalm 128, what kind of fruit will make the woman successful in her privilege and responsibility to build her family God's way. And what is the first priority of the fruitful vine wife and mother? 
look at Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 30 and identify what that involves to fear the Lord. Another question, reflecting on this podcast, or if you have the book, reflecting on what you read there, is why is this, her relationship with God, a priority with the Proverbs 31 woman? How does this priority reveal and relate to her evident success? And then another question answered by this podcast and also by this section of the book, Your Family, God's Way, the section about the woman. What is the first priority of the fruitful vine wife and mother? See what it says in Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 30. And why is this such a priority with the Proverbs 31 woman? How does this priority relate to her evident success? And then another question as you reflect on the teaching of this section and of this podcast. What is suggested by the fact that she's called a woman of noble character? That's found in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. What is character? Answer that question. She's a woman of noble character. Well, what is character? Is this woman living a life from the inside out or from the outside in? Is she living a life from the inside out or from the outside in? And how does this woman's noble character manifest itself? And how is what this woman, how this woman is described, what is it that makes her the biggest contribution to God, to her family, and to society? Another question as you reflect on this podcast. What kind of relationship does she have with her husband and children? Look at Proverbs 31 and see what it says about her relationship with her husband and with her children. What kind of a relationship does she have with the people who work for her? She even has some people who work for her. Or with people outside of the home, what kind of a relationship does she have with them? And then another question for reflection and for discussion. What does Proverbs chapter 31 indicate about a woman having a career outside the home? And still another question. What does Proverbs 31, look at it, go over it. Reflect on what we said in this podcast. What does this chapter say to make it clear that this woman was a fulfilled and fulfilling woman? Look at Proverbs 31. What is there in this particular chapter that indicates she is a fulfilled and fulfilling woman? Another question to consider 
even raised as a discussion with other women in your study group. What basic directives given in this chapter are directives about how to be a satisfied and fulfilling woman? What does this chapter suggest about how to be a fulfilled and fulfilling woman? And then another question. Do you, as a woman, have any other biblical suggestions about how to be a fruitful vine woman? How would you describe your relationship with God? What is your fear of God quotient? Excellent? Good? Vacillating? Weak? Very weak? or non-existent. And give some reasons why you evaluate your relationship with God in terms of excellent, good, vacillating, weak, very weak, or non-existent. And then, in response to the content of this podcast, evaluate yourself in terms of the teaching which we've given. How do you fare in terms of being a fruitful vine woman, a woman of character, a woman who recognizes and fulfills the important role she has in her family, and a woman whose conduct generally reflects the conduct of the Proverbs chapter 31 woman? How do you as a woman Compare with this woman described in this chapter. Allow for the differences in culture and situation. How will you use the basic principles? Don't assess on the basis of results. Evaluate on the basis of your own life as compared to the priorities and characteristics described in Proverbs 31. You can't control results in your husband, children, or society. But with God's help, you can make progress in ordering your life according to the priorities mentioned in Proverbs chapter 31 and in the explanation of Proverbs 31 in the book, Your Family, God's Way, or in the podcast that you just listened to. Don't assess on the basis merely of results. Evaluate on the basis of your own life as compared to the priorities and characteristics described in Proverbs 31. With God's help, you can make progress in ordering your life according to the priorities mentioned in Proverbs 31 and in the discussion on this podcast. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you can personally grow in the characteristics discussed. As the evaluation goes, answer this. As I look at my life, I see much 
or some or little or no evidence that I'm becoming a fruitful vine woman. Explain why you gave yourself that rating. If you have difficulty answering this question, there's a fruitful vine inventory found in this assignment, and that may help you. Studying the follow, study the following Bible verses about women, wives, mothers, fruit and fruit bearing. Write down what they have to say and their implications for your own life. Note what these verses suggest about the privileges, responsibilities, the role and value of women. Look at Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. And you might want to stop your discussion at this point and then discuss it and then come back and look at Exodus 20 and verse 12. What does that verse suggest about the privileges, responsibilities, role, and value of women? And then look at Joshua chapter 16, verses 3 through 6. And 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 8 through 10. And Proverbs chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. And Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 20. And Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 16. Proverbs 12 and verse 4. Proverbs 14 and verse 1. Proverbs 18 verse 22. Proverbs 19 and verse 14. Proverbs 20 and verse 20. Proverbs 21, verse 9 and 19. And Proverbs chapter 23, verses 22 through 25. And Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10. And Proverbs chapter 31, verses 11 and 12. And Proverbs 31, verse 26. Proverbs 31, verses 28 through 31. And then Ezekiel, chapter 24 and verse 16. And Matthew 26 and verse 13. Matthew 27, verses 55 and 56. And Luke 1, verse 30 through 38. And Luke 2, verses 36 through 38. And Luke chapter 8 and verse 3. And Luke 10, verse 42. And then John chapter 15, verses 1 through 16. And John chapter 20 and verses 11 through 18. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 14. Go back over these verses. They're found in the book, Your Family, God's Way. They're also found on this podcast that I've just listed them. Go over these verses and 
write down what they have to say about a woman's fruitfulness, a woman's contribution. It, these verses all indicate important character qualities. A woman who recognizes and fulfills her important role as a wife and her role as a mother, a woman whose conduct generally reflects the conduct of the Proverbs chapter 31 woman. If you're listening to this on a podcast, you might well go back over what I've suggested, all these verses, write them down, and then look at them carefully and see what they have to say about a fruitful vine woman. And if you're part of a women's Bible study group where you're studying this chapter, then go over them, discuss them as women, and write down how they apply to you. And then a couple of other passages to add to the ones I've already described and discussed. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 2 through 5. Romans chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. Romans 16 and verse 3. Romans 16 and verse 6. Romans 16, verses 14 and 15. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 3. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. And 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 9 through 14. And 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5. And then Titus chapter 3, verses 2 through 5. And 1 Peter 3, 1 through 6. Reflect on what these verses teach you about the most important overall responsibilities of the woman. They they certainly give you a picture of what it means to be a fulfilled and fulfilling woman. Note what broader general principles that you find. Now, I pause between some of the verses that I quoted, but probably didn't pause long enough for you to write all of them down. So you might want to go back over them again as women and write them down and then look at these verses. Get together with other women and look at these verses to find out how to be a fruitful vine woman. Share them with one another. Pray for one another. And reflect on what you've studied and try to record the most important overall impressions you've received about being a fulfilled and fulfilling woman. And then in the book, Your Family, God's Way, on pages 32 and 33, you also have a fruitful vine inventory. I developed this. And it's based on many of the verses I've 
mentioned, as well as Galatians 5, 22 and 23, 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, and Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 through 31. Read each of the statements that I'm about to make. Listen to it. Think about the meaning. And then evaluate yourself in terms of uh, four, which is always, often, if you're often manifest these character qualities, that's three, and then that's occasionally, and then two would be seldom, or if you really don't see these things in your life and put down a zero. And circle the number that honestly reflects what's true in your life. Don't overestimate or underestimate. Make it a real learning experience. And here are the qualities that I mentioned. I have 38 of them. I have a deep and meaningful relationship with God. Four, three, two, one, or zero. Another is I am loving, as the Bible describes love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I am peaceful. I'm not anxious and don't instill anxiety in other people as well. Is that four, three, two, one, or zero? I am peaceable. I'm easy to get along with. I am gentle, not harsh or rude or demanding. I'm long-suffering and patient. Four, three, two, one, zero. I am kind. Four, three, two, one, or zero. I am faithful, trustworthy, dependable, dependable. My husband, my children, people can depend on me. Four, three, two, one, or zero. I am self-controlled. I don't lose my temper. I don't become unreasonable. I am noble in character. People respect me because of my nobility of character. I am respected by my family. Does your husband respect you? Do your children respect you? Four, three, two, one, or zero. I am devoted to my family. Would others look at me and say, yes, there's a woman who is devoted to her family, who makes her husband and her children a very important part of her life. Another, I fulfill God-given family responsibilities. Am I the kind of mother, the kind of wife that God would have me be? I fulfill God-given responsibilities. Four, three, two, one, or zero. I am an encourager of the members of my family. Think over how you encourage them. How did you encourage them this week? How did you encourage your children and your husband recently? 
And then another, I am devoted to ministering to others. I am devoted to ministering to others. I want to serve other people and I'm glad to do it. Four, three, two, one, or zero. I am consistent and steadfast in doing what's right. That's not an off-again, on-again type of thing. I'm consistent. Another, I am a hard-working person. That's part of my character, of being hard-working. Another is, I'm more concerned about character, proper attitudes, and about picayune things that my husband or children do. And then I have right motives and I'm more concerned about my motives and my attitude, my inner man, my inner person, than about external beauty. Another, am I a fun person to be with? Four, three, two, one, or zero. What would my husband say? What would my children say? And then the woman in Proverbs 31 was because her children rise up and call her blessed. And her husband is very appreciative and he calls her just a wonderful character traits. He says, many of daughters have done, women have done nobly, but you excel them all. You're the best. You're at the height. Would your husband or children say that of you? I'm not a workaholic. I can enjoy life and I do enjoy life. I laugh and I relax. Four, three, two, one, zero. I am basically contented and satisfied or discontented, dissatisfied always wanting more. What others do and what I have is never enough. I am flexible and forbearing. I am not dogmatic on every issue in life. No, I am flexible. And then I am considered of others. I really am considered of my children and considered of my wife or my husband. And then another is, I put others at ease. Do you put your husband, your children at ease? Are they at ease when they're around you, or are they uptight because they never know what's going to happen or what you'll demand? I honor and respect others. Four, three, two, one, or zero. My speech is constructive and wholesome. The Bible says of this noble woman that the law of kindness is on her lips. Would your husband and would your children say that of you? I'm willing to sacrifice for my children and sacrifice for my husband and sacrifice for other people. How have you sacrificed for any of these people, husband, children, or even people outside of the home in your church. How have you sacrificed for them? 
Is that part of your life? I'm a grateful person. Do others think of you as somebody who is grateful or as somebody who is um, selfish and does just thinks that other people should serve her and she never should be someone who gives thanks to them or prays to them. You know, just this week, we moved from one uh, home to another. We have uh, sold our home to a children's ministry and we've moved to a retirement uh, community. And I was looking over, along with my wife, we were looking over some of the pictures that we had accumulated over the past 63 years of our marriage. And some of those pictures were of my wife's mother and father. And of course, they were of our children and many other people that we've come to know. But as I looked at them, I had a great respect for Carol's father. And on some occasions, I expressed my appreciation for him. But as I was looking at them, one of the things that I realized that I had not done enough of was express my gratitude to my wife's father. He was a great man, a wonderful man. And he meant so much to me. He played a big role in my life. He was a lawyer, but he was a Christian lawyer who uh, was stable. He was committed to Christ. He served Christ. And he served us again and again and again. And I know we expressed appreciation to him in some fashion on a number of occasions. But one of the things I was convicted of as I looked at those pictures and I asked God for forgiveness because I had not expressed enough appreciation to my father-in-law. And I came to the same conclusion in terms of my uh, my own mother and my own father. And they never demanded uh, appreciation, but they did many things that were of value and of great help to us. And I was not as appreciative as I ought to be, so I asked God to forgive me. And when I get to heaven, I believe my parents are there, Carol's father is there also, I won't have to uh, worry about receiving forgiveness, but I will ask and acknowledge to them, Mom, Dad, I wasn't as appreciative as I should have been. Please forgive me. Uh, By that time, I'll be changed and my selfishness will be all dealt with and the thought that I deserve these things from other people rather than appreciation. Well, that's the question. Are you as appreciative as you should be with other people? And do you express that appreciation to your husband? Are you the kind of woman that Proverbs 31 says, the heart of her husband does safely trust in her. He can trust her safely. That she will not do him evil. She'll do him good, as Proverbs 31 says, all the days of 
his life. And so I'm a grateful person. How would you score yourself on that? Another is, I am deeply committed to Jesus Christ. What evidence is there of the fact that you are deeply committed to Christ? When others are around you, when they view you over a period of time, would they know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are a woman who is deeply committed to Jesus Christ? That's part of being a fruitful vine woman. And then do you recognize that you constantly stand in need of God's mercy and grace? That you don't appreciate God, you don't appreciate the things that he has done for you and is doing in you and for you as much as you should. And are you that kind of a person who recognizes that you constantly stand in need of God's mercy and grace? And do you realize that any good thing that's found in you is a result of God's work in you. Anything good in you is because of God's work in you. Do you recognize that? Or do you take credit for it without giving credit to God? Well, as you go back over this inventory, as you think about some of the questions that I've asked, what did you learn about yourself from this study? What are your strengths and your weaknesses? Each of us has strengths and each of us has weaknesses. Do we know what they are? And what difference should all that we've mentioned in this podcast and that we've been looking at and considering at the end of this podcast, what difference should what we have identified make in the way we live, in the way we think, in the way we relate to people, in the way we relate to God. What are your strengths and your weaknesses? Name them, list them down. And so, additional information and specific guidelines for the woman in the family are found in three of my books. They're found in other books as well, but I'll just mention my books. Strengthening Your Marriage has chapters about the wife and mother's role in the home. What guidelines for the woman are found in that book, in that section? And then I have another book called A Homework Manual for Biblical Living. Volume 2 has a lot about a woman as well as the husband and the sections for children as well. But look at that book and see what it might have to say about what it takes to be a fruitful vine kind of woman. And say, these books may be secured from Presbyterian and Reformed Publishing Company. Almost uh, many of my books have been published by Presbyterian Reform, Focus Publishing House in Minnesota has published some of my books as well. And so uh, you might get some other books that would help you in developing a, a more fruitful 
kind of life, a fruitful vine kind of life. These can be secured from Presbyterian Reform, from Focus Publishing. You can go on a website and and type in uh, Focus Publishing, or you can type in Presbyterian and Reform Publishing House, press the button, and it'll bring up the address and the way you can contact them and the way you may purchase some of these books that can be of great assistance to you in being a fruitful vine kind of wife. In our book, uh, Wheat Arts for a Lifetime, it's written by my wife and myself. I wrote uh, the section for the husbands and for men, and I wrote some of the other sections about what it means, what God had in mind for marriage, I have a section in there about what it means to be a friend. You're to be a friend with your husband, a friend with your children. And there is a friendship inventory with a list of many of the characteristics of someone who is a true friend. And so I would suggest that you can get them from Presbyterian Reform Publishing Company, or you may get some of them from Focus Publishing Company as well. But... Anyway, here you have a description from Psalm 128, the overall picture there, the woman who's a fruitful vine in the sides of her house, within her house, around her table. That, that's the primary place where she's uh, bearing fruit because that's certainly one of her most important responsibility as well as privileges in life to be a mother, to be a wife, to be a friend of the children, to be a friend of the husband, and to join together with the husband in serving Christ in the home and in the church as well. May God help you ladies to benefit from this study and to develop more in the area of being a fruitful vine woman. All of us, as we're going along, we can improve. Maybe we do pretty well in some areas, but we need to improve. And if you think carefully about what we've discussed on this podcast, or you get some of these other books, which will give you information about principles and about uh, things that should be true in our lives, if we want to be fruitful for God, we want to be fruitful in the church, and fruitful in our world as well. And so may God help you ladies. We certainly need you, and you are so important to us. May God help you to take these things seriously, to evaluate yourself, and to continue to develop as a fruitful vine woman in your home, in your community, and especially in your church.